back from the dead. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Splash Damage. This is a podcast for controversial news and gaming. I am back. My name is Max Mallory. I am a writer for Indie Game Insider and Indie Game Magazine. And hopefully you will soon be hearing this on SplashDamagePodcast.com. Uh, Eric? Hi, my name's Eric Brundage. Um, I'm joining Max today. Eric is lovely. I am. Eric is amazing. <laughs> Eric, what do, what do you want to shamelessly plug yourself for? I want to plug myself as being one of the bureaucrats or le- sub-leaders of the Planet Express crew on Waterston for, the, for uh, Sony Online Entertainment's Planet Side 2. God, I need to get that game. Yeah, you do. I need to get a computer that can run that game, and then I need to get that game. Yeah. Okay. We also have our audio tech, Patrick. What up? Patrick is uh, a fantastic guy who will be uh, overseeing all of the all of the editing and post-production stuff that we're going to make him do as our lackey. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, the format's the same as it was last year. We're going to do four topics each episode. Um And let's just go ahead and get started. So the big game this week that got released is uh, Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe's, or I guess Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream, yeah. And Nick, uh, or not Nicolas Cage. What's his name? (laughs) Uh, Cage. Mr. Cage. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, People people call him Mr. Cage. He's the owner of Quantic Dream. He's the developer of a game called Beyond Two Souls, which just came out. Uh, He also made Heavy Rain with Quantic Dream. Jason. Yeah, heavy Jason. <laughs> heavy Rain is like okay. Heavy Rain's really good. I mean, like yeah. for all the plot holes it has, and for all of the bugs. like fallbacks and bugs <laughs> and like hilarious little interludes. Yeah, it's it's actually really well done. I thought like I enjoyed my playthrough of it. Uh, so they're really famous. Quantic Dream is really famous for making these uh, games. I'm making air quotes right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. Uh, they're not really games. They're they're really classified as interactive movies, and uh, it's that's that's a pretty accurate title, I think. Yeah, I uh, agree. You don't you don't really. There's not much gameplay. There's really not much uh, like skill that it takes to play them. Like my parents could probably play Heavy Rain, maybe. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know your parents. Yeah, I don't know. Mom and Dad, if you're listening, you guys should try playing Heavy Rain because I want to watch. And and laugh. Record that I and mean, then make millions off YouTube. Yeah, do that. Yeah, be great. Parents play games. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's trending, right? Of course it is. Yeah. Um. So Beyond Two Souls just came out, and uh, their their marketing for it was really it was kind of interesting because they I noticed that they released the demo and like a trailer the day before the game came out. That's pointless. Yeah, I I really don't understand that. Like I th- I think. You kind of have to have a hype train going for yeah, a game if you want it to succeed. Yeah, hype is necessary for all games. I mean, uh, and the masters of that are Rockstar. Let's just, like, put that out there right now. Well, yeah. They, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, they're crazy, but, you know, hype trains, they, they're they subtle, but Valve does a pretty good job, too. Yeah, Valve does a pretty good job, I think. Um, they, they, they're... Because they use, like, ARGs yeah. for everything. The Portal 2 ARG was great. Yeah, it was with the potato sack. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, they they really didn't have uh, much going on for them uh, for this game. Like there was some publicity from news outlets and stuff, just because of like, oh, this game looks so amazing, guys. Ellen Page, and everyone was like, well, <clears throat> yeah, but how's the game? And they were just like, 
Ellen <laughs> Page, <laughs> Willem Dafoe, Beyond Two Souls. And, uh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I played the demo, uh, <clears throat> and it was, you know, surprisingly, it kind of like, it, it really didn't feel like Heavy Rain. Yeah. I thought it was going to be pretty close. I thought it was going to be almost like the same game kind of as Heavy Rain. And like there were some times where I'm just kind of like I'm playing as Jody and she's like climbing rocks in this one scene yeah. and I had to like mash X to get her knee to like go up. And so I had that Heavy Rain moment where it's just like, ah, lift the knee, put it back, lift the knee, put it back. And like, you know. You could do that like five times with no consequences, and it would just kind of like be normal. And I'm like, that shit doesn't happen in movies. No. You call this crap an interactive movie. Like, I want consequences. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which, the good part is there are, because I did two playthroughs uh, with my roommate. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's there's one part where um, you're like, like these cops are coming onto a train to yeah. look for you, and uh, you can like stay on the train as like you you play as this other entity called Aiden like that you randomly switch to sometimes and uh, sometimes you can control it which is weird whatever uh, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe it does have plot holes I maybe, don't know maybe it does um, so there's this one part where you're on the train and you can you're controlling this spirit who can like fly around and sometimes take other people's bodies like go into them and control them and uh so you could like my roommate stayed on the train and just messed with people or whatever. Uh, but I like I went outside the train and I could hear these two cops talking about uh, Jody, who's Ellen Page's character, and they were like, "Oh man, this girl's crazy. Why like why do we have to? Why are we the ones that got to capture her?" And they're like, "I don't know. Direct orders from up top. Like they're being all cryptic and stuff." And my roommate sitting next to me and he's like, "Holy crap! I had never heard this conversation." And it was like two minutes long like wow. it was yeah they put a lot of work into it and like there's a bunch of other scenarios like that which is what really intrigues me because in heavy rain it was it was fairly linear mm-hmm. i mean like not plot wise but gameplay wise it was very linear mm-hmm. like you really couldn't couldn't choose a different path besides kind of the ending and uh if you did everything right it didn't matter anyways yeah. but with beyond like if you mess up they have a whole different side story planned for you and there's a lot of different possibilities for things That's which interesting yeah that does intrigue me um what do you what do you think about this interactive movie junk um well i've been i've been yelling at my computer or at my monitor thousands of times saying why can't this be an option in other games such as far cry 3 i'm like there's other solutions to a problem that's being uh given to the player but and it's a kind of a clear-cut issue you can just say fuck it i don't want to do this and leave and right. then you don't have to deal with it but you're forced to go through with one certain plan and it's on rails so i'm if you're going to have an interactive movie allow there to be multiple story paths that right, you right. break off um it seems like they're kind of doing that with beyond but i'm not totally sure i mm-hmm. think where heavy rain succeeded was the four protagonists and how you could uh you know, like, people, like, picked favorites, and you were kind of never really sure what was going to happen because, like, they were kind of always hinting towards, like, the death or the capture of one of those people, you know? Mm. When uh, when Ethan's going through the tunnel with the glass yeah. and stuff, you were like, hell no, he's not making it out of here. Or when that girl was, like, um, the journalist girl mm. yeah. was... Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, uh, whoops. <laughs> whatever. If you haven't played Heavy Rain and it's been like five years, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you deserve that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
there's there's one part where like she's almost gonna get captured. Yeah. And, like there's there's a lot of stuff like that which uh, which allows for a little more what's the word breathing room. Mm. Whereas in Beyond, you kind of you just play as Jody. You know, you play as Jody and you play as something that's not human. Yeah. So like. I'm really kind of worried about how they're all going to tie it together. I think I think the the demo was great, but mm. like if the only way I would like the game is if the demo is actually representative of the game, which, which it's clearly not. Yeah, like it was a really actiony scene, and like I'm sure I really hope the game's not full of that. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We might find out soon. Uh, another thing I want to bring up about that is the reviews. Yeah, those 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 are fun to yeah. read. Also, also another hint of bad marketing. The reviews came out when the game came out. Yeah. Like the day of or like the night before or something. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Anyways, the reviews were really polarizing. Uh the Metacritic right now is 73, which isn't bad but isn't good. Uh and like oh, it was so weird. Uh I think Destructoid gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh, GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, Penny Arcade Report didn't have a score, but it was it was so scathing. Yeah, it's, okay, I so remember that now. This is the headline for Penny Arcade Report's review of Beyond Two Souls. <clears throat> Beyond Two Souls is a mixture of a game that's not fun and a story that's not interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I kind of would have to agree with that almost. They're, they're like slitting throats. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of these bad reviews come from the fact that these people think that it's a game. Yeah. It's not. Like, I understand it's, like, on a gaming platform. It's priced as a game. I mean, like, it, it is a video game, mm-hmm. technically, I yeah. suppose. But I think people are going, like, these reviewers are going into it with the expectations that it's a game. Yeah. Well, that's probably just... They should have been more. They should have been running hype on this and saying it's not a game. You guys don't rate it as a game. Rate it as an experience, mm-hmm. and don't don't hurt us. We're we're trying something new. Yeah. Don't don't bash us. And like I, that's something I really enjoy seeing in the industry is innovative games. Yeah. Stuff that's different. Innovation Stuff. does need to happen, but yeah. we need to have a good marketplace for that. Yeah. And, um, and what I find. To be the common point in a lot of these big name reviews, like Polygon's review mentions this, GameSpot's review mentions this. Uh, I think Kotaku's does. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, a lot of these reviews, their underlying theme theme is that they're really excited about the mechanics. They're really excited about the fact. Ellen that, Page. Yeah, they really well, like they like that. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Ellen Page? Come on. Come on. She's what? I'm kidding. Okay, oh. let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Juno was awesome. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. If I'm less of a man because of that, so be it. My room's yellow at home, so. <laughs> um. So yeah, all of them are saying the mechanics are great. The idea of this game is great. But if you're going to do this in a video game, you need to have an almost flawless story. Yeah. And Beyond Two Souls is a Hollywood blockbuster movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not something that you want to put into a hard-hitting, emotional, deep, introspective story like uh, like what they're trying to do with it. Yeah. Which, like, <laughs> that bothers the crap out of me because I love the demo. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that means that the whole entire plot is going to kind of suck. Do you, do you feel like you were cheated out of something when you played the demo and then you saw the rest of the game? Um, 
I mean, kind of. I I do. I think that's in really poor taste if mm. it's true. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't played the whole game and I haven't looked at spoilers for the plot, so I can't really be a representative of how the whole story fits together. Mm. But uh, if I if I if these reviews are honest, which I trust them to be. Uh, that is very disappointing, and that's yeah. kind of a slap to the face in gamers. Mm. Like, if you release a demo, that needs to be representative of how the final game plays. Well, same thing. There's been controversies with the ERSB where they yeah. send something and it's not doesn't have the actual game content in there. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, like th- those kind of things are what need to be looked at more closely. Yeah, and it's it's kind of disappointing to hear that. Um, all right. So I think we've covered beyond. Yeah, well. yeah. Okay, so this next news story is uh, has to do with uh, Square Enix, who are famous for like fucking every RPG ever. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you don't know who Square Enix is, just stop listening. Crawl out of the hole. Yeah. yeah. Get out of your hole and play some freaking video games. Uh, so they launched this project slash initiative slash thing called Collective or Square Enix Collective. Uh, and this this was their description for it, taken from their website. Collective is a curated platform that enables creators to post ideas and gamers to judge whether those ideas should become reality or not. Every idea that's successful with the community is checked and helped by Square Enix, while a partnership with world-leading crowdfunding platform Indiegogo enables gamers to then back the ideas they love the most. Um, I mean, I here's my qualm with this. I think it's a cool idea, and I'm mm, glad to yeah. see like big developers supporting indies. I'm glad to see big developers supporting ideas of of indies and yeah. of gamers. Uh, but what what is this? I I have a feel that I have a feeling that it's Square Enix saying, "Hey, we're losing money on just making all these titles <laughs> ourselves, so we're gonna get someone else, and we're gonna just take a cut off that <laughs> by giving them resources <laughs> to make their game. That's so we're just gonna take a cut, like you know, we're gonna give them." 40% of what we get out of the game. <laughs> and we'll just say, oh, development costs. <laughs> and other. And other. other. Um, <laughs> I really I really hope that's inaccurate, Eric. Uh, well. I, I mean, you're, you're probably right. Well, that's the policy with uh, Sony Online Entertainment's uh, Player Studio project that I'm involved with right now. Mm-hmm. They take, you get 40% out of the profit that you make off the items that you create. Right. I, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a feeling that's what it's really going to be like. They take does, a cut. Does Valve do that for Team Fortress and stuff? Um, yeah. It's not as bad though. It's it's more than forty. Yeah. Okay, that's good. But still, Team Fortress, <laughs> you make a crap ton of money off that yeah. anyway. Yeah. With the kid that's making one hundred fifty k a year supposedly yeah. from. Oh ads. my god! Yeah. Yeah, and he's under. He he's not even out that. of high school. That's ridiculous. That kid's gonna have a job in like his sophomore year of college. He doesn't need a job. Yeah. He he it, just well, has to sit on items. Let's be honest. Team Fortress Two is probably gonna die eventually. Well, it has to. Yeah. Team but Fortress Three is gonna come out eventually. He, he'll you know. have enough money for like six, seven years. <laughs> oh, he's probably rolling in money now yeah. if he invests wisely. He's in high school. He's probably not going to. Ah, uh, I saw a kid invest pretty wisely in high school. He's now sitting on a cool hundred k. Is that uh? Is that the sugar toast kid? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's cool. He's awesome. Um, 
Anyways, <laughs> we got really off topic. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so so Square Enix did this collective thing. I mean, I see. Here's the problem, though. I just I really still don't understand what this is exactly. Yeah. Why can't an indie developer go out there by themselves yeah, with their own product? If keep I the money. if I have an idea, why can't I just go to Indiegogo yeah. and post my idea and get my team together? Like, is it is it just ideas? Is it just like, oh, I have this idea for a game, and Square Enix steps in and makes it? I mean, that's that's a cool I- idea, I think, but, ah. Like, I have a game bouncing around. Like, <clears throat> uh, then if I give this idea to Square Enix, they'll be like, oh, that's our IP now. Yeah, what? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe... Th- and then I'll be like an executive producer that gets shoved in a closet during development, and then it's not actually my title when it comes yeah. out. I just... You're kind of right. It it feels like Square Enix just kind of farming for content and taking the profits of other yeah. of other developers. Uh, I, I didn't think about that. That's I feel actually, like I dashed what you came in here to talk about on them. Like I don't know. Well, like I I do think it's a good idea because I like seeing developers do that because it, it <laughs> in, the indie market is where games gonna go. But yeah, it bridges the gap between the indie and you know AAA. the AAA. Yeah, <clears throat> which is which is what's necessary. But. Uh, I just I feel like I need more details because this is too cryptic for me to trust. Yeah, like you know? I had to read through legal papers to figure out what SOE was doing with m- the money that I'm making off my item. Right. Um, yeah, and it's just like if it's going to be too complex, mm-hmm. then people aren't going to want to do it. Yeah. Another thing I I was thinking of why why Indiegogo? Why would you choose Indiegogo over Kickstarter? Um, well, doesn't Kickstarter have some kind of rule against just someone coming on there with game ideas? I thought that's a rule, but I didn't look into it. Well, that. they have. I, I'm pretty sure the rule is that they uh, you have to prove that it's viable. Mm, so like okay. you you can't go in there and say like, oh, give me a million dollars for GTA Six. I'm gonna make it. And, and All like, by myself. Yeah. And, and in like, my mom's basement. Yeah. And like, you can't have a whole paragraph and they're like, oh, there's going to be tanks and jets. And like, no, you have to have a team and you have to like prove that you can make it. And mm. I, you might necessarily, to make a game, you might need to be a company, but I, don't quote me on that. Yeah. Um, but Indiegogo has on, the only benefits I can think of are I'm pretty sure Indiegogo is still the only international crowdfunding That's platform. That's probably it. That's yeah. why. Because. Square Enix works with Ubisoft, right? Yeah. So Ubisoft's French. Also, Jap- like Japan yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So that's probably why they go Indiegogo. Yeah, which which does make some sense, but like, um, I don't know. I Kickstarter is really where it's at in terms of in terms of crowdfunding. Indiegogo is actually really getting some popularity, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought I read something a while ago that said Indiegogo had some issues, but that might have just been a one case issue. They kind of have some issues, I think. Like, I don't know. A, a lot of people go to Indiegogo for really, really small projects. Yeah. I've seen projects on there for $100 before. And I'm just like, they, you know, they probably get like 25 bucks yeah. or something. But uh, um, another thing Indiegogo has over Kickstarter is that Kickstarter forces you to meet your goal before you get any money. But mm. Indiegogo has an option. I think it's called, uh, it's either called free funding or like forced funding or something like that where uh no matter if you meet your goal or not you keep all the money that's donated yeah which is okay. which is smart and good but uh i don't know <laughs> it's yeah. disappointing if you don't meet your goal yeah and you do you do if you if you pick the traditional campaign on indiegogo you have to pay them back all the money if you don't meet your goal oh yeah yeah which sucks that yeah. is so shitty 
Yeah. That is horrible. Like, just cancel the donations like Kickstarter does, yeah. you know? I think that's ridiculous. <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, overall, I just think it's – it's it, we have to see more information from Squeenix. Mm, yeah. Like, there's – there's they're being very cryptic and it's just not it's not trustworthy yet. Yeah, I wouldn't trust I yeah. wouldn't trust my idea with screen Yeah, And plus we're in college. Let's go get some more friends, make some games. Yeah. Know? I've done that before. Okay, anyways. Yeah, let's make games. That's what <laughs> that's what we do at school yeah. all day. Yeah, we make games. What do you do? Huh? Yeah. You listen to podcasts during work and you're study all right. No. I don't want to insult you because <laughs> you're one of the five people listening. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so we're gonna go to our third topic, uh, the the triple Steam announcements. That that's exciting. Yes, this okay. This one's gonna be awesome. And me and Eric are huge Valve fans, and Eric is a huge PC gamer. So, what are you talking about? I don't have a twenty five hundred dollar computer sitting in my room. No. That was specific. Yeah. For some reason, I feel you have a twenty five hundred dollar computer sitting in your room. No. Uh, <laughs> all right. Not at all. Uh, this was these announcements were last week. I want to say. Uh, start of October. Yeah, start, start of, October. of October. Okay, yeah. so uh, Valve did the they're the digital distribution platform Steam. They run it. Um, they did three announcements last week, all like under the title of the Living Room Experience. Yeah. And. Uh, Everyone knew Steam Machines was going to be one of them mm-hmm. because that's been rumored forever. I was actually at CES where they were like in talks with uh, io9 yeah. for the piston, which is a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. A thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Let's just let's just let that sink in for a while. Yeah. No, let's not. Don't buy it. Okay. Yeah. Buy a regular computer. Build your own, actually. And save a ton of money. Yeah. Speaking of Steam Machines, since that was one of the announcements, uh, I I do kind of think that people should just buy their own fucking PCs. Yeah. Like, I. It's not that hard to build. Really. Yeah, it's really not. And like, there's tons of communities that help you put a computer together so that you don't buy the wrong things. Yeah. Now, so. And like, if okay, if you have a techie friend or like a family member that's a total geek, they'll probably love helping you. Why to, are you looking at me, Max? I, I. They'll probably love helping you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Especially if their name rhymes with. Shmerik Schmundridge. Yeah. 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 Uh, his phone number is three. No. No, don't uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. want to get a new phone number. I just memorized my own. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, Steam machines are a good idea, but I feel like the people that know about Steam and use Steam are computer savvy people. Yeah. Like, but I totally wouldn't mind Valve sending me one of them for beta testing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we definitely don't have a podcast to talk about it on for publicity. No, not at all. No. No. Uh, and we so I'm, totally wouldn't tell everyone that it's great and they should buy one. I'm in the hardware beta. I'm so excited. I want one so bad. You're a candidate for the hardware beta, I'm, I'm, as am I. I. I was chosen. Were you? To be in the pool for the hardware beta. Okay, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Loopholes. But, <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I think it's a good idea for people who, who who want to PC game but don't want to invest in it. But I just or they might not have the space to put a yeah, separate computer, uh, yeah. separate tower. I and like I feel like the Steam Machine is gonna be like the the gamer dad console. Yeah, like it's gonna be for like the twenty something, thirty something crowd that mm-hmm. like just yeah. had kids and they're like just out of college and they're raising families and they don't have money for like a really expensive PC, so they just want to buy a Steam Machine. Yeah. Uh, or their wife won't let them build a 
beastly computer that makes sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> sounds like a motor. Yeah, it revs when you start it up. Don't all computers? My my desktop used to like straight rev. It, Ooh. Would, it would like woo, woo, woo. it was hilarious. Oh man. Yeah. You should clean that out a little bit. I, it's broken. Oh. So, yeah. oh yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, the steam machines are. I'm interested. Like, that's the thing I'm interested. But as with all consoles, we need to see a price point. Yeah. We Like, if we don't see a price point, then nothing. Like, I'm I'm just, it's, I'm, I don't care. Yeah, I don't know? care until there's a price as well, and, unless I get one for free. Yeah. Then that's the best thing ever. Which I would care a lot about, Valve. Yeah, uh, Valve, please. <laughs> but I, I do think it's nice they're letting third-party developers uh, Work make on consoles. Yeah. yeah. I do think it's nice that it's hackable and changeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... And I do think it's cool that it's running Steam OS, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, we need to talk about that. Um, but I, for for people like me and people like you and like really hardcore gamers, I really feel like it's not a substitute for building a PC because that can be done cheaper and more efficiently. Yeah. Hopefully cheaper. Oh yeah. Um, which I'm sure it will be. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with those. Mm-hmm. So they're they're actually we're gonna go back in time. Their first announcement was the Steam OS. Uh, which is an operating system built from the ground up that's going to be released for free. It's on a Linux kernel. Yeah. Uh, is it Debian or Ubuntu? I forgot. Do you know the Probably distro? Ubuntu. Okay. Probably. I mean, that makes more sense. Mm. Um, but anyways, it's a Steam operating system, uh, and it's going to be available for free, and it's going to be on all the Steam machines. Yeah. Well, so that's kind of like that's that's kind of like a gimme. Yeah. That's going to be on all the Steam machines. Yeah. Because yeah. no one wants Windows 8 anymore. Okay, well, here, here's the problem I have with it. Why are you putting Linux on a Steam machine when, like, 50 to 100 games on Steam run Linux, mm. support Linux? Well, they're working on that. Well, they... yeah, I understand that. But still, like, for me, I write for two indie gaming journalism outlets. They don't release stuff on Linux usually, mm. yeah. which, you, like, I can't blame them for. It's yeah. pretty hard to develop for Linux. But, like... I I'm not gonna buy a Steam machine if that's if that's what if I want to play indies. Yeah. I can't buy a Steam machine if I want to play fucking TF2 and Counter Strike and. Yeah, the, like, you're good there. The but... Valga- yeah, I'm fine. But like, I have okay, I have like 400 games on Steam. Mm-hmm. I don't want half my library to be unplayable. I get that they're working on it, but they need to speed it up if they're gonna. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling that Valve's done some kind of magic in the Steam OS that's just gonna be like. All game, all titles on Steam instantly work with SteamOS. Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah, they just uh, take they just take out the DirectX portion of Windows maybe, and drop that in. Maybe they're talking with the guys who make uh, Wine. Probably. Yeah, for those who don't know, Wine is a, a Linux application that lets you run Windows uh, Windows apps. Yeah. And uh, I w- that would be really cool actually if they made like a really specific version of Wine for games. Yeah. You know. Well, it's possible. Yeah, it easily. definitely is. Yeah, it definitely is. I think that'd be interesting. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's cool that it's free. I think it's cool that it's Linux based because dual booted just tried out. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I, I actually, am really glad it's Linux, even though it doesn't support games like right now, because, uh, if Linux, if Linux gets big with games, like compatible with games, yeah. it it really is a possibility to like start taking a hold in the well, market. Well, with the way the Microsoft's been acting towards gamers, there's no chance for Windows having games because Microsoft's like we have we already have our hardware right. that we're already directly competing with with PCs. Right. 
So we want to separate that as much as possible. So let's just kind of like say DirectX can go screw itself and die in a corner. DirectX is, dude, I, I'm pretty sure I have like 12 installations of DirectX. Well, that's just Steam being Steam. Yeah, but still, like, it's annoying. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, and the the last announcement, the third announcement for Steam was the, the shocker. Uh, at least I think so. I was expecting it because I've been seeing the patent work going through for well, years now. But... Well, excuse me, Nostradamus. Oh, I'm sorry. Fucking, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the third announcement was the Steam Controller, uh, which is going to be released for the Steam machines and I guess for PCs yeah. too. Windows. Yeah, yeah. Windows, uh, Mac, and, yeah. Linux. Um, Everything. Anything with a USB port, pretty much, probably. Yeah. Not really. Uh, they consoles. they said they spent a year working on it, and uh, a couple more than just that. Yeah, well, I mean, their quote says yeah. like it's it's quote. So we spent a year experimenting with new approaches to input, and we now believe we've arrived at something worth sharing and testing with you. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of hardcore PC FPS players are going to be like, oh, mouse and can or mouse and keyboard forever. Which they're they're not wrong. Yeah, I'm not making fun of them. They're not wrong, but. Uh, Controllers, I'm fine with controllers. I use a controller for a lot of Steam games now. Yeah. A lot of platformers. Well, platformers, that that makes sense because they control just better with an analog stick. Yeah. Um, The one thing about the Steam controller that is really interesting is uh, instead of analog sticks being placed on the left and right, it's actually uh, concave touchpads. Yeah. That's that's interesting to me. Yeah. I'm curious how that's going to work out because they say there's active... uh, Haptic feedback. Active haptic feedback. Active... Active hap, a- yeah. You try saying that. Active haptic feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Within, uh, and I'm curious how that's going to even be handled. Yeah, I am too. I I'm really worried about the touchpads because yeah. the thing is, I've, I'm glad they're concave because mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. If they were flat, I would have no clue where my yeah, thumbs that's, are. That's that's why they're concave. Yeah. Uh, like I would lose my place all the time, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I feel like that does allow for a little more precision than sticks. Yeah, because uh, sticks have a limited number of places that they can be on based on potentiometers and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, math. Math. Based on math. And hardware. According to math, the Steam controller has a lot of math. Yeah. Uh, okay, Max. Yeah, thanks. Okay, I'm going to go die now. Okay. Uh, I'll just take over Splash Damage. That'll be fine. I No, this is my baby. This is my <laughs> creation. <laughs> okay, Max. So uh, another thing, too, is the controller is hackable. Yeah that's, yeah, that's also cool. That's really cool. Like, I don't even fucking know where to begin. Like, I could at least try and mod a PC. Like, I can do that pretty yeah. well. But, like, I open up a controller, and I would just be like, what? Where am I? Well, with the Valve controllers, geez, I don't know where to go either. Yeah, like I'm, and I'm interested to see how they work, and see mm. how they, see how they. Tip. Yeah, even the exploded view that I've seen. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. And they have touchscreens too, which is even interest, more yeah. interesting. Yeah. What's with this touchscreen controller thing? Like yeah. the PS4 is gonna have it. Uh, is the X Bone gonna have it? Eventually. Probably, yeah. They release a new version of the, whatever they're calling their controller. Yeah. The. Uh, can we just take a minute and appreciate how awesome the acronym X-Bone is? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, that's just the best that that happened. I'm going to assume you're you're getting one day one as well? Of course. Yeah. Of course. No. 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 That's horrible. 600 bucks? 600 bucks for something that can easily sell out all your data to NSA. Yeah. 
It's no, just thank honestly you. for me, it was just brand loyalty. Yeah. Like the fact that they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna kind of restrict some used games, and like you might not be able to ever disconnect from online." But the Xbox One, Xbox One, yeah, like I. And then they go back and they're like, "Oh no, it's gonna be open and free." It's like, well, you 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 said that it wasn't going to be. And then you said, "Oh, the Xbox won't turn on if you don't have the Kinect plugged in." Oh, that was the worst. And then they're like, "Oh wait, 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 wait." We got this. It you can unplug. Never it mind. We, never. We, uh, no, we lied. We like, lied. We're dumb. That's <laughs> uh, that's stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I understand that like it's got some it's got some really cool exclusives too. Like I'm not gonna lie. I think the exclusive so? lineup. Is, well, yeah. <laughs> but like the PS4 has a like. It's got Watch Dogs. It's got some other stuff. So there'll be some crappy port eventually. Yeah, it's got it's got that uh, the Order eighteen eighty six. I think that's what it's called. For eighteen sixty six, maybe that's an exclusive. It looks kind of cool. Anyways, I don't know it. Uh, it just had like I don't a, pay attention to yeah. consoles. Well, Console come on, peasants. Eric. I'm sorry. Nah, it's fine. Um, I invested all my money into a thing that I knew was gonna last. Burn! Damn! Eric's <laughs> starting fires. Yeah. Uh, Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag multiple clips emptied. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so now that now that we've lost all our listeners, yeah, uh, the I'm... Steam announcements are going to be cool. I think I think it will really shake up console gaming more so than the Ouya. Uh, Ouch. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but it failed. Like that's what happens when you take nine million dollars and then you don't like care about your customers yeah. and you don't care about your backers. And you have a poorly run company that needs to get its shit together. Yeah. Sorry, Julie. Sorry, I'm bitter about that. The Ouya had so much potential. It. Hmm. It's okay, Max. Okay, There's, never mind. The support group meets on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Max, and I'm angry about the Ouya. Hi, Hi Max. Max. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on from Steam stuff. But we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. We'll probably be talking about it next next podcast. Yeah. Uh, so our last topic is uh, this. This had to be on here. Like it, it's a freaking gaming podcast about controversy. It's impossible for us not to talk oh, about Grand yes, Theft Auto. I forgot Auto. about this. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five. There is a scene about nine or ten hours into the game uh, that where you you play as Trevor and you torture someone. And um, of of course, GTA is in hot water. Rockstar is getting complaints. Uh, there's a bunch of scapegoats going around. Like the this is why our kids are violent. This is why school shootings happen. Blah blah blah. Um, and once again, I'm pretty sure there's never been a GTA game that hasn't had this happen. But the game's getting scathed. Rockstar's getting scathed, and uh, they're still making crap tons of money yeah there's like yeah at the end of the day they're making millions of dollars so they're whatever took, they, they, they broke a billion i think <clears throat> three days yep, three days three days it's insane um anyways so the torture scene uh has you play as trevor and in any order you want you waterboard mm-hmm. uh pull the teeth out of <laughs> Uh, break break the knee of with a ratchet. Or right. you also smash him in the balls. Yeah, you can smash him in the balls, too. Uh, and there's one other uh, torture device. Electric. Yeah, the electric nipples. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that how you're going to refer to it? Electric yeah. nipples? From now on, the uh, the car battery electrocution is going to be referred, referred by me as electro nipple shock. 
Okay. Are you into that? No. God. <laughs> Eric, 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 save it for after the podcast. Man. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, Grand Theft Auto is always the goddamn scapegoat. Like, it's the cover boy of controversial video games yeah. now. And uh, it's just dumb. Like, oh, my God. It pisses me off so much. Uh the game's rated M for a reason. You yeah, that's okay. That's the worst part. Is yeah. like I understand if you're complaining about a game being too violent to like be sold, but once you bring kids into the equation, you need to shut the fuck up because the game is rated M. That means 17 plus. Yeah. If any re and like oh, but kids still play the game and they still see it. That's your fault. That's, that that's your fault as the parent for buying that game for them. Yeah, they're like a kid cannot go into a store under 17 and buy an M rated game. They can't do it. It's illegal. And, like, there was an interview with uh, Fox News <laughs> uh, with, with the guy who made Mass Effect, or the creative director of Mass Effect, I think it was. And uh, he, they were talking about, like, a sex scene in the game. Yeah. And uh, the guy just said, yeah, the game's rated M. And Fox News is like, oh, well, you know, kids still get the game anyways. And the guy was like, right, but that's not our problem. It's rated M. Like, that's the fault of the retailers. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to is that these parents need to take control and need to like if they don't want a kid their kid to play a game, that's a hundred percent in their power to do so. And uh, GTA five is no exception, you yeah. know? Like people are thinking that this is so outlandish because I think a lot of people still don't really understand that video games like are something else. They're not just like little play toys for kids. Yeah. Like and the video game so industry has changed drastically yeah. in the last 30 years. Yeah, and people people still think it's just like Mario. Like, people yeah. just play it to play it and, like, have fun and don't get engrossed in, like, the story or anything, which is which is completely wrong. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> there's a lot of changes. It's a multi-million, multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. Like, it just, and it really bothers me because every time a GTA comes out, this always happens. Like, it, it's always just, oh, no, we can't let our kids play. Oh, no, this is so violent. It's going to cause school shooting. Oh, no, terrorism. And, like, it's it's not. That's, like, GTA is one of the least controversial games, in, in my opinion. Yeah. In terms of topics that it talks about and what it does. Yeah, it's... I mean, I have seen way more grotesque games in terms of violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen way more disturbing games in terms of, like... Uh, Edmund McMillan and uh, uh, oh my god Florian Himsel uh, made The Binding of Isaac oh yeah yeah that okay <laughs> that game is legitimately like the I would not let my kids play that game yeah that's... and there's not very much violence in it you shoot tears at monsters yeah like there's but... but it's so creepy because of all the topics it talks about and all the stuff it explores yeah and it well I, I don't remember a whole lot of the game but I probably just blacked it out because it's so traumatizing, but yeah. it deals with some hard issues that yeah. you don't want kids to have to think about. Yeah, it's not stuff like that kids want to play, and if my kids wanted to play that game, I wouldn't let them. And it's, like, it doesn't have a rating or anything, but, like, if it did, it would be, like, M or AO, because... Oh, no games would be sold under AO. Yeah. No retailers carry those. Well, like, if if the rating system was purely artistic, yeah. then I feel like it would be AO, maybe, I don't know. But in in terms of violence and in terms of 
uh, subject matter, GTA Five is not the worst of the bunch. No, there, there is are far worse games. Yeah, there there's a lot out there that's way worse, and it every year this happens, and it just it's it's so frustrating because even even people who aren't savvy about video games and who don't really care still point fingers at GTA. Yeah, they're still kind of like, oh, I don't know about this, but this game seems really bad and. Ah, uh, it it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Yeah. I don't like it. GTA Five is also really, really good. I have yet to play it because I'm waiting for the eminent dude the release. Press. PC yeah. release. I'm waiting for the PC release. It's actually it's supposedly it's gonna come out like uh quarter one. Yeah. Twenty fourteen. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um but I don't know and, and then my experience will be ten times better than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag shots fired. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag PC Master Race. Okay. So, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, I feel like video game controversy is kind of never going to end, you know? Yeah. I mean, movies still well, get flat. That, oh, yeah. that brings up that brings up just me- new media controversy. Uh, books used to be considered yeah. the devil's Blasphemy. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it always. And then radio and then TV. And now we're on to, we're finally on to video games. Is it's... that the term for the phenomenon? New media controversy? I don't know. I'm making, okay. I'm just making up things like, that sound good. Like, is that the thing I can look up a Wikipedia page for? <laughs> Probably. And find, Maybe. And find, yeah, I don't know. That's a good phrase though. Uh, if that was just coined, you heard it here first. Yeah. Eric Brundridge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's mine. Copyrighted. But yeah, no, it's true. It's totally true. Yeah. Like that's exactly what's happening with video games, and uh, it's depressing. Like, especially as someone who has seen a lot of good come from video games. Mm-hmm. Like, r- just writing for indies alone has been a very sobering experience. I've dealt with so many studios that, like, literally put their lives on the line well, for their game. That's that's most indie developers. Yeah, like, they're they're just try- this is their last shot at everything in their yeah. life. Yeah. People, there's so many people that put their year's salaries worth into Kickstarters and into Indiegogos and into funding projects, into humble indie bundles. And uh, there are so many kids who have childhood memories of playing Sonic, Mario, uh, Tomb Raider. Like, there's so much good. Back when Laura Croft had three pixel, or three Back polygons when, per yeah, boob. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, for all the good that's coming of it, the only shit that gets highlighted is the controversy, yeah. is the bad stuff, and it's ridiculous. It just, I'm sure anyone could say this about their respective industry they yeah. work in, but still, it's so frustrating to deal with. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully it goes away one day. But GTA Five is innocent, and I mean, go ahead. What were you well, saying? It, the controversy will eventually move to whatever the next n- new media will right. be. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Well, jugglers are probably taking it or something. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I hope they take it. Yeah. Uh, but no, GTA V is innocent. It's an M-rated game. It does. It's well within the bounds of what's acceptable. And the people that are playing it are the people that are old enough to play it and will understand it. And if anyone else is playing it, that's not video games' fault. No, that's retailers and parents. Yep, that's what it comes down to. All right, well, that's all the time we have for Splash Damage this week. Um, check us out soon. We're going to hopefully get a schedule going and yeah. get some p- more people in here to talk about stuff. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear about on the show. Uh, once again, I'm Max. And I'm Eric. Your boy, P-Mick. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.